You're listening to Life of Revival Radio with Pastor Zachary Weber. Good morning, everybody. My name is Zachary Weber. You're listening to Life of Revival Radio. I'm so glad you're listening this morning. I want to invite you to come out to the River Church. Our service begins at 10 a.m. We call our Sunday morning service the main event. It's a time where we come together in one accord and one place, and we praise, we worship the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. We lift up that name, the name of Jesus, that name that's above depression, it's above sickness, disease, poverty, lack. The name of Jesus is higher. When we put our faith in that name, something happens. The Bible says that where two or three are gathered in my name, Jesus said, I'm there in the midst of them. And when Jesus shows up, something's going to (laughs) happen. So we want to invite you, come join what God's doing at the River Church this morning, 10 a.m. If you'd like additional information, you can go to theriverkashokton.com and you can find directions, service times, devotionals, Our website is packed with all kinds of things that can help you in your walk with God. You can also follow us on social media. Uh, If you have Instagram, it's at River Coshocton. You can go look at some pictures of our revival meetings, our outreaches, our Sunday morning services, kids program. That's all on there. If you have Facebook, you can like us. Uh, You can go to the River, I'm sorry, Facebook.com slash the River Coshocton. You can actually watch live streams from the past two years of our of our services on Sunday morning. You can catch some of our revivals on there. So all that stuff's on the Facebook. So even if you don't come to the church, you should go like us and uh, just keep track of what God's doing in in the city, uh, from our outreaches to soul winning programs, healing school. I mean, all kinds of stuffs going on. So you can you can watch from afar. Amen. Maybe like our status updates some time. Amen. Or come out to our special revival meetings, man. Once a year, uh, every June, sometimes July, we have something called the Fire Conference. It's a seven-day revival. Every night for seven nights, we uh, come together and we just press into the Lord and we believe God for a fresh anointing. We believe God that the fire of God will be restored into people's hearts. You know, some people used to have the fire of God and now they just blow smoke. And John the Baptist said that Jesus will baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. So you want to have that fire. Amen. And uh, I mean, when God appeared to Moses, he appeared in, in a flame, in a fiery bush. And uh, we know in Hebrews, the Bible says that our God is an all-consuming fire. And in Acts 2, the, the Holy Spirit came and filled the 120 disciples. And he came like a mighty rushing wind and cloven tongues of fire. And it sat upon each of them. And what happened in Acts 2 is still happening in 2019. I tell people all the time, if Peter, James, and John, and the Apostle Paul, if they all needed 
the power of God and the Holy Ghost to get the job done 2,000 years ago, how much more in 2019 do we need the power of God and the power of the Holy Ghost to effectively preach the gospel? Paul said this in Romans. He said, in signs and wonders, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. That tells me if you don't have signs and wonders, you're probably not fully preaching the gospel of Christ. Someone says, I teach the word. <laughs> yeah. Well, at the last verse of the book of Mark, in Mark 16, the very last verse, it said, and the Lord worked with them, confirming the word with signs following. If you don't have signs following the preaching of your word, you can save your word. I don't want to hear it. Amen. Signs and wonders follow the preaching of the gospel. That's a fact, Jack. Amen. That's why Paul said in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 2, he said, when I came to you, I did not come with excellency of speech, neither of wise and persuasive wisdom of man. But when I came to you, I came in a demonstration of the spirit and power that your faith would not rest in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. You know, today you have a lot of people's faith resting in the wisdom of man. Their, their faith rests in how smart their pastor is or, or some person that they watch on YouTube or whatever. But you know what? Our faith should be in the power of God. Every believer should have a personal experience and encounter with God. So we do that every year, <laughs> actually every Sunday, really. But we take one week specially and uh, immerse ourselves in the presence of God. I tell people all the time, the more you're in the presence of God, the more you're going to change. One touch from God can change your life forever, forever and ever and ever. One touch from the hand of the master. You'll never be the same again. You know, we have people in our church who uh, some of them came in, first service they ever came in. They were alcoholics bound with alcohol. The Lord set them free. Some of them today are our biggest soul winners live pure lives, good people. Amen. Uh, so we see it. And, uh, you know, but it's all the Lord because Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. So when I see people just talking and doing nothing, that tells me the Lord's not with them. But when the Lord is with you, <laughs> you can do all things. And I believe the Lord's with you. I know the Lord's with us. And I believe we can see Kashokton turned upside down for the gospel. I believe we can see Kashokton saved. I, I don't, the devil can't have our city. There's more than 50 righteous in this land. Can you say amen? Come on, God's got a plan for every person in Kashokton, Ohio. He doesn't have small plans for anybody. Amen. God wants to do something in our city. If I didn't believe that, I would shut the River Church down and I would move back to Florida where the weather's really nice. Amen. <laughs> I believe it with all my heart. So don't believe the lies of the devil. Amen. God's got a great plan for you. He's got a great plan for our city, and he doesn't have small plans for anybody in Jesus' name. Hey, before I read the scripture, I want to give a shout out to all my friends at Signature Healthcare. Uh, I was there Sunday morning. I got to uh, play guitar and sing hymns with everybody and preach the word of the Lord. The Lord gave me a, a word for them to don't stop praying that their prayers are powerful. I talked about how I'm really standing in the prayers of my grandmother. She's 91, about to be 92. And uh, she's a great woman, and she prayed for me. And I really am standing in her prayers. And uh, I told her that at her 85th birthday. I said, because of your prayers, I've been, I, I've been so blessed. And I feel that, and I see that. 
And, you know, some people you might pray, pray for, they might not feel it. They might not see it, but they're in it. Amen. It might not be till eternity that they realize that it was because of someone's prayer that uh, the Lord's hand was on them. So anyway, I, I had that word for them to just pray and pray like they've never prayed before. And I, I hope you all listening grabbed a hold of that last Sunday. And I hope to see you very soon. I really do. And uh, so I just wanted to give you all a shout out. I love you. I'm praying for each of you. God bless you. I want to read the scripture from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 30, and verse 17. It says, But I will restore you to health, and I will heal your wounds, declares the Lord. Let me read that one more time. But I will restore you to full health, and heal your wounds, declares the Lord. Isaiah 53, 4 through 5, it says, Surely he speaking of Jesus. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities, and the punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. And then in the New Covenant, in 1 Peter 2.24, it says, and by his stripes you were healed. I want to talk to you this morning about healing, and I want to give a little bit of my testimony. You know, when I was uh, about 14 years old, I was so confused when I would read the Bible. Now, I love the Bible. I read through the Gospels over and over, sometimes just spending, oh man, just so much time reading the Bible. And uh, But I was very confused. I was attending two different churches of a particular denomination, and uh, you can take a wild guess, I was in southern Texas, and, uh, you know, these people, they didn't believe in anything, man. I mean, I think all they believed in was coming to church, wearing nice clothes when you come to church, and um, just put in an offering, sing three hymns, three hers, take up an offering, you know, leave just as dead as you walked in and don't display any emotions. So, you know, as a young man, as I began to listen to all these different preachers, I'd noticed everyone said something different, I, especially with healing. One man would say, God will heal everybody if you just come to him in faith. And another person says, God heals sometimes when it's in his divine will, and then we can't know if it's his will or not, so we just have to hope. And then another person would say, God doesn't heal anybody anymore, and, and and miracles are not for today, and if you see it, it's of the devil, and anything supernatural is of the devil. You know, God's more supernatural than the devil is. Amen. And uh, so anyway, I, I got so confused. And so I remember sitting on my bed and I was just praying and I said, Lord, which is it? One preacher says this, another says this, and another says this. Which one is right? Who should I listen to? And the Lord spoke right back to me at the age of 14. And he said, son, just read my word and my spirit will teach you. In fact, he went on to say, forget everything you've been taught and forget everything you think you know and just read Read my word and let my word and let my spirit teach you. That was the most liberating, free thing the Lord could have ever told me. And I and I did it. I started at the book of Matthew. I read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans. I mean, I just went on through, started reading the Bible. Man, I learned more during that time 
than if I had listened to 10,000 hours of sermons. I learned more just reading the pure, unadulterated word of God. And man, I tell you what, by the time I got to 1 John, where it says, and you need not any man teach you, but the same Holy Spirit teaches you all things. And there's truth and there's no lie. Even as it has been taught you, you must abide in him. When I saw that verse, I almost fell out of my bed. My jaw dropped because that was the same thing the Lord taught me or, or he spoke to me. He said, you don't need any man to teach you. Let my Holy Spirit teach you. And man, he did. When I came through that, I knew God would heal anybody who came to him in faith because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. When that man with leprosy came to Jesus and he said, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me whole. Jesus said, I am willing. And I looked that up in the Greek and in the Greek, it means I am willing. Amen. And the same Jesus that was willing 2000 years ago is the same Jesus that's willing today that as you come to him in faith, he'll touch you. He'll heal you. He'll set you free. Amen. Jesus said the spirit of the Lord's upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to set at liberty them that are bruised. So if you've been bruised by the enemy this morning, Jesus is still the same and he'll he'll. <laughs> he'll make you free for where the spirit of the Lord is. There is freedom and there is liberty. When the sun sets someone free, they're free indeed. And then the Bible says the same spirit that rose Christ from the grave lives on the inside of you and he'll quicken and make alive your mortal body. I believe as you're listening this morning that there's a quickening happening in your mortal body. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I get excited about these things. Amen. <laughs> I get so excited. So, so the Lord taught me healing when I was when I was about 14. Little did I know 2 years later we'd be moving back to Ohio and I had these lumps that were developing on uh, on my neck. These these large lumps under my skin and they were my lymph nodes. They swole they were swollen to about the size of golf balls. So my parents end up taking me to the the hospital. And as soon as they did blood tests, they knew that there was something not right. And uh, so they took me into the, you know, uh, to the children's hospital over in Columbus. And uh, immediately they wanted to do a biopsy. So they took me in. They wanted to do surgery. So, you know, uh, uh, they put me under. And uh, actually, it was the next day they put me under. And uh, they said, if you wake up with two bandages, it means it was cancer. If you woke up with one, it means it wasn't cancer. The reason you'd have two is because while we're cutting you open, we want to go ahead and put a, a, a tube in so that you can receive chemotherapy. So I went out. When I woke up, the first thing I did was look down and I had two bandages. I was later diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma stage two, which is a type of cancer. So, so there I am. Now the Lord taught me healing two years earlier. You know, the Lord is always one step ahead of the devil. So here I am, I'm diagnosed. And, and I knew immediately that the Lord would heal me. I just knew. And, you know, they went ahead and started uh, giving me chemotherapy. And uh, but, you know, I never allowed myself for one moment to believe that this cancer was the will of God for my life. I didn't believe that God gave me this cancer. I believed wholeheartedly it was from the devil. It was from the pits of hell. Acts 1038 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good, healing those oppressed of the devil for God was with him, healing those oppressed of the devil the devil. 
And then I knew John 10, 10, the devil comes to steal, kill and destroy. But I've come to give you life. You, you will never convince me the life that God gives us includes cancer. I heard this dingbat preacher one time say that God will give you cancer to teach you a lesson. That man never had cancer a day in his life. He didn't even know what he was talking about. I mean, if you preach that, you should really retire. You, you should consider flipping hamburgers somewhere. You would be a better car salesman than a preacher if you don't understand basic elementary scriptures that say that sickness and disease is demonic oppression. Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth who went about doing good, healing those oppressed of the devil. No, that cancer is not of God. Someone says, yeah, but God allowed it. Well, so what? God will allow you to go rob a gas station. That doesn't mean it was his will for you to go rob it. Amen. So says, I'm going to go rob a gas station today because I really want to give a big offering at church. You know, God would allow you to do that, but that doesn't mean it was his perfect will for your life. So just because God allows something doesn't mean it's his will. Someone says, well, I thought that everything that happens is God's will. Well, you know, the Bible says that God is not willing that any should perish, but people perish, unfortunately. Amen. So though God's not willing that people perish and go to hell, they do. It's not God's will that any person goes to hell, but they do. So not for one moment did I ever allow myself to believe that the cancer came from God. I never blamed him. I, I never was upset at the Lord. You know, sometimes things happen in people's life and they get upset with God. That's foolish. God is not your problem. He's your answer. God is not the one attacking you. There is a devil who the Bible says in 1 Peter 5 goes around like a lion seeking someone to seize upon and devour. But the Bible tells us, withstand the devil, be firm in faith, be rooted, strong, immovable, and determined against him. So there's a devil who hates you, who wants to kill, to steal, and destroy. He's your enemy. If you're going to get upset, get upset at the devil. God is good. The devil is bad. God is a good God. The devil is a bad devil. If you can remember that, it'll really help you. Amen. So God's not your problem. Don't, don't get upset with him. Always run to him. Never run from him. You know, that's the two-prong attack of the enemy to attack your life and then convince you it's God's will for you to have that. Because if you believe it's God's will for you to be sick, how can you cry out and ask God to heal you if you think it's God's will for you to have it? You can't because faith begins where the will of God is known. And without faith, you cannot receive an answer to prayer. You can read the book of James, Mark eleven twenty four. Jesus said, when you pray, believe you've received it and you shall have it. How can you believe to receive something when you don't believe it's God's will for you to have it? So you have to know that, and you can know through the scripture, through the word of God, that it's God's will for you to be healed. So anyway, one night I was, I was sitting on my bed and I had my Bible open. I had a blanket around me and uh, I was reading the Bible. I was reading the book of Mark and I found Mark 11 verse 23 and 24. And it says, you can pray for anything. And if you believe you've received it, you shall have it. When I found that verse, it was like it came out of the pages of the Bible and hit me in the forehead. And right on my bed, I just, with my eyes closed, I said, Lord, I ask that you would totally heal me of this cancer. I pray this in Jesus name. And Lord, I believe that I receive it now. I believe that I'm healed right now in Jesus name. Now that was around on a Thursday. 
that Sunday, I went to, to church and the pastor at the very end of the service called me up on stage and everyone had left and went home. It was just me and, and him and the elders of the church. And uh, he said, I want to pray for you. And he had his Bible and he read for me the book of James, where it says, if there's any sick among you, call forth the elders of the church and anoint his head with oil. And the prayer that is of faith will save him who is sick. And the Lord will not might, the Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed any sins, they'll be forgiven him. And he quoted that scripture. Well, when he quoted that scripture, I, I thought, wow, that's a great scripture. I, I want that. I, I was thinking that while wow, I was nervous because I'm like in front of all these people at church, you know. And so uh, he took some oil, he anointed my head, he prayed the prayer of faith. And, you know, I didn't feel anything in particular, but I believe that I received total healing in my body at the age of 15 years old. Well, that week, you know, I had to go to the hospital, had to get some scans, I actually had to get a PET scan, which is a two hour scan of every inch of your body from your head to your toes. And they wanted to see how the cancer was doing or whatever. And I was not far into my tr treatment. I was about one month out of four months of chemo, one more month of radiation. So I was not far. And uh, th they did a full scan. Well, then I went home. Well, about Wednesday, the doctor calls my mom and she's a little nervous. She said, ma'am, we got the, the results of your son's scan. And, uh, you know, it's, it's this kind of bizarre. This has never really happened like this, but there's no cancer in his body whatsoever. The cancer, it, it's completely gone. Now we have the before scans and there's tumors the af in his neck and his chest. The after scans right here, there is showing no cancer in his body whatsoever. The cancer was completely gone out of my body. The Lord totally, completely healed me. I mean, I think they thought that they misdiagnosed me, but it was impossible because they had the before and the after scans. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage everybody listening right now, don't give up on the brink of a miracle. Some of you, maybe you were diagnosed with something and you started believing God, but people around you talked you out of it. Modern day Pharisees came around to try to talk you out of believing the Lord for healing or for a miracle. You want to know why they did that? Because when you do get the breakthrough, when you do get the miracle, it's going to challenge their whole belief system because there are people who've been embalmed with unbelief. But when a a miracle happens. It totally rocks everything that they hold dear. Amen. So look, your faith, it challenges people. It irritates people. Amen. So they don't want you to believe God for anything because it makes them uncomfortable. But I want to encourage you this morning. Don't give up. Don't stop believing the Lord. Uh, immerse yourself in the word of God. Immerse yourself in prayer. Throw yourself at an altar somewhere. <laughs> Come to the river. We'll lay hands on you and pray for you the prayer of faith. We had a man come to our service one time. He was bound in a wheelchair, came into the service. He attends a different church. I don't know the man to this day. He comes in a, he didn't come in a wheelchair. He actually came with a cane. His wife was helping him on one side, the cane on the other side. The Lord gave me a word for that morning in the book of Galatians. It's, there's a verse that says, does God work miracles among you because you obey the law? Of course not. It's because you believe the message that you heard about Christ. So I begin to preach on signs and wonders and miracles and healings. And at the end of the Service, I called forth everybody that needed a miracle, and that man came forward. A handful of other people came forward. I went right on down the line. About everybody I laid hands on, they, they got a miracle. They got healed. When I came to him, 
That seemed like an impossible situation. He couldn't walk on his own. He had a cane. His wife was holding him up on the other side. If she wasn't there, he, he wouldn't have been able to stand. And I prayed for him. I laid hands on him. And when I was done, I just said, well, do something you couldn't do before. The man started to walk. He threw his cane down. He walked back and forth. He bent down. He grabbed his cane. He held it up. And he told me, he said, I heard God was healing people at this church. I came just to get healed. And he said, the Lord healed me. And tears were streaming down his face. I said, he, he did. The Lord is so good. Amen. The man got completely healed that morning. Now he goes to another church. I wish I would have got his name. I mean, I, I seen him around town. He's still walking around. But you know what? Maybe you want to come this morning and get a miracle. I'll let, The whole church will lay hands on you. We'll pray the, the prayer of faith and we'll believe God with you. Oh, I wish we had more time. Amen. We're about out of time here. And I didn't even get to the first thing point that I had in my notes. But I want to encourage you, go to therivercashocton.com. I have a four-part series in the devotional of God's promise to heal. It's free. God's power is free. Thank God you don't have to send me an offering if you send a $20 seed this morning. Well, no, you don't have to do that. It's free. Amen. The power of God is free. Jesus paid the price on the cross when he took stripes on his back. He paid the price for our sickness and our disease. The Bible says in Psalms one, uh, uh, 103, Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all of his benefits, who heals all my disease and forgives all my iniquities. Amen. Forget not his benefits this morning. I want to pray for everybody that's listening. I want to pray for you this morning. If, if you're dealing with pain, sickness, or disease, if you can, lay your hand on the part of your body that's afflicted by the enemy. And I'm going to pray this morning. And when I pray, I believe the Lord's going to touch you. You have nothing to lose. You might as well do it. And you might as well just take a moment and just believe. Believe with me that something's going to happen. Amen. So I want to pray this morning. Father, I pray for every person that's listening under the sound of my voice. Lord, let the same power that touched me when I was 15 flow right through this radio program, right through their speakers, and touch them this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Let the same virtue that touched the woman with the issue of blood flow right into their bodies right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I release the healing power of God into their body from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. I break the power of the enemy off their life. I command every pain to leave their body right now in the name of Jesus. I curse every unclean cell, cancer, sickness and disease, heart disease, all these things. Lord, in Jesus' name, we break their power and we speak healing and life into their physical body. Let there be a quickening right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I command in Jesus' name, their body to line up with the word of God. By your stripes, they are healed right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now just take a moment. Thank God in advance for healing in your physical body. If the Lord touched you, I'd love to hear from you. You can go to therivercashocton.com. You can go to the testimony section. Let us know what the Lord did for you. We are out of time. I wish we had an hour, but we don't. I want to invite you once again. Join us at the River Church. Uh, 212 South 7th Street, Coshocton, Ohio, 10 a.m. main event. 
We'd love to see you there. Maybe you say, man, I would love hands laid on me. We'll lay hands on you. If you come in faith this morning, we'll, we'll pray for you. We'll believe God with you. We love people. We really do. Hallelujah. And, uh, we're not after anybody's money. We're after your heart. Amen. And uh, we want to see God's best in your life. We really do. Amen. So look, if you're listening right now, if you don't know Jesus and you want to know him, I would love to pray with you and for you. If uh, you've never given your life to the Lord, you know, the Bible says that the wages of our sin is death, but the gift of God, it's a free gift. You don't have to buy it. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to obey some law to be good enough to receive it. It's not by works. Salvation is by faith. So the Bible says the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And the Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you're a whosoever. So this morning can be a new day for you. It can be a fresh start. So maybe number one, you've never given your life to the Lord, but you say this morning, I want to give my life to the Lord. Or maybe you just want to rededicate. Maybe you're not sure, but you want to make sure this morning that if you breathed out your last breath, you would be in the arms of Jesus. If that's you, I want you to pray this prayer with me with your heart and your lips out loud. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart and forgive me of all my sin. Wash me and cleanse me and set me free. Thank you that you died for me. I believe you've risen from the dead and you're coming back again for me. Now just declare this, say, I am saved, I'm forgiven, and I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. If you're watching this or listening this morning, and if you prayed that prayer, I want to tell you, if you meant it in your heart, all your sins are forgiven you right now. Find yourself a good Bible-believing church where the Lord can continue to, to work on you and make you into that person He's destined you to be. I love you. Jesus loves you. God bless you. Have a phenomenal week. Join us this morning, 10 o'clock, 212 South 7th Street, the River Church right here in Coshocton, Ohio. God bless you. Amen. We would love for you to join us at the River Church this morning at 10 a.m. For additional information about our church, you can go on our website at www.therivercoshocton.com 